The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. friends of the business, uh, Don Callis, uh, always great to have you on the show, but people are angry, they're outside the, um, the door, they're kind of banging on the door a little bit, kind of angry uh, over your conduct lately, and I know you wanted, to, you, you requested this time mm-hmm. here on Talk is Jericho to kind of discuss everything that's been going on over the last few weeks for you. The challenge, Chris, has frankly been, I've been trying to get my side of it out, and the ignorant uh, fans, uh, as you've seen, haven't let me, I can't get four or five words out without getting booed so loud. It's crazy. The, the heat is insane. Yeah. Like whenever you try and say one word, people just boo boo you so loud they can't hear you. And I think now, frankly, it's become a combination of we don't like you and so we're going to try to screw up everything you try to do. So this is a much more civilized way for me to talk about, you know, what has been a serious issue and a longstanding thing. As you know, I've known Kenny for many years, so... This has been brewing for some time. Well, why don't we go back a little bit here, sure. just to refresh people. And Takesh is here as well, your, your your new son, as you call him. Let's go back to talking about the origins of your relationship with Kenny Omega. Because mm-hmm. when you say you've known Kenny Omega for many years, that's not true. You've known Kenny Omega pretty much his whole life. So talk about kind of the whole relationship that you had, because a lot of people might not know the entire story of it. <laughs> well, I wasn't there for the conception, but... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, for his whole life. And I not only known Kenny, I think I have been, Chris, a positive influence, a father figure uh, for Kenny for a long time. Because I think Kenny's dad's a great guy. But I think Kenny looked up to me like a hero mm-hmm. uh, when he was a kid. Because you were aligned with Kenny's <laughs> uncle, the Golden Sheik in Winnipeg. Who you remember. Of course I remember. Uh, Ken- Kenny's uncle was a local wrestler, the Golden Sheik, who wrestled all over Canada and was very uh, highly regarded at that time. Never made it, made it. Uh, I don't think the Sheik ever really wanted to. I think he liked just being around the house and doing stuff on the weekends. But um, yeah, the Sheik helped train me at Tony Candelo's school. Uh, and then when it was time for my first match, the Sheik was my manager. Uh, and for the first two years of my career, he was my manager. He took me everywhere. He looked after me. He didn't rib me. And then, you know, at some point, you know, he said, oh, this is my nephew. And little kid running around with floppy ass, you know, curly hair, cute kid. And then it became the kid wanted to hang around all the time. And then as, as he kind of got 13, 14, you could kind of see the athletic ability. And he was very heavily involved in hockey. 
and was a highly sought after goalie. Goaltender, right? Yeah. Uh, and I was actually me that pulled him out of hockey. So his really? dad is, his dad's a hockey fan. And I oh. said, no, we need to pull him out of hockey and let him focus on wrestling. I didn't know that. And uh, so I had a hand and, you know, I don't like to get my hands dirty with things like training and wrestling holds. But I think I guided Kenny with the sort of advice that you can only get from someone on our level, Chris. So what did you see in this young goaltender that um, made you decide that the hockey's not the right thing for him? It needs to be the obvious path of pro wrestling. He got in the ring one day down at the wrestling club and uh, the Winnipeg Wrestling Club that the Sheik and I would sometimes stop by. And uh, he got in the ring and I guess he wasn't trained, but he'd been watching so much wrestling. He started rolling around and running the ropes. And what I noticed, the first thing I... These were the first words out of my mouth to Keshta. I said, Jesus, he's like Mudo. And the Sheik said, why would you say he's like Mudo? And... Uh, Just had a canine in here looking for drugs. A, the, Didn't find any with this group. Oh, Keshta's holding all mine. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> here, hold this, kid. <laughs> the canine has now left the room, so we're okay. Um, we're clean. Cute dog, uh, dog running. And so uh, I see he's like Mudo. And what I meant by that was, you know, remember Mudo like in WCW at that explosion, zero to 60, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. boom. For his leg drops and his elbows, yeah. Suddenness. Kenny had that at like 14. And I'm like, Jesus, like the way he moves. And he picks stuff up easily like, like talented guys do. But it was the athleticism, the explosion, the flexibility. Um, and so... I said, maybe it's time, you know, he's you five nights a week hockey, six, six with games. So I pulled him out and caused a lot of friction in the family. And uh, I started working with him and trying to guide his career. And the Sheik, the Sheik never said it, but I knew what the deal was. It was treat him like I treated you. And I've been treating Kenny like that for his entire life. And what a lot of people don't realize, and I'm glad we're here with you, because when I sit there and I say, I leveraged a 30-year friendship with you, Chris Jericho, maybe the greatest of all time, in order to help Kenny. People go, oh, yeah, it was bullshit, you know. You know that's true. For the Tokyo Dome match. Yes. Yes. The match that changed the whole industry. You called me and said, what would you think, hear me out, of doing a match at, uh, in Japan at the Tokyo Dome with Kenny? And this is when I had said... I will never work for anybody but Vince McMahon. Said it many times. Many times. It's a laugh when you think about it now, but at the time, that was my attitude. You called me and explained what Kenny meant Mm -hmm. and explained the the, the benefits of doing it, and that was right after the Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight. I I thought this is a a genre-crossing match Mm -hmm. that people never thought they could see. Mm -hmm. So I said, if you can broker it, I'll do it. And that's kind of when you went to Gato with the same idea, from what I recall. And, that, and, and that's what I did. And that, those are the facts. People don't like it because yeah, they, yeah. Don't, they don't like it when I say a lot of what Kenny has today is because of me. It's true. But because that, Kenny was a huge star in Japan, but not internationally, not worldwide. And Kenny had come to me, and, and you know, we used to talk all the time. And he said to me, you know, geez, I, you know, I've done everything I can here in Japan. How can I break through? It's like, you know, you're a music guy, of course. The the British guy is trying to break through in the U.S. doesn't always work. Right, right. Kenny's like, I need to break through in the U.S. How do I do that? And and then I came up with the idea to help him. Mm -hmm. 
And I knew it would be good for you, or I sure. wouldn't have pitched it to you, right? There might I respect not be an AEW friendship. if it wasn't for that. I, yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that and upset people, but that could be true. You I, could be the reason AEW <laughs> exists today. <laughs> I think what is true, Chris, is I think that might be the most important wrestling match of the 21st century because of what it did. It broke down a lot of barriers. Mm. It, it did create this incredible juggernaut that is... All Elite Wrestling. Also really helped out New Japan, helped out Kenny Omega, helped out Chris Jericho, and be honest, it helped out Don Callis oh, as well. I mean, the literally hundreds of cents <laughs> that I received as a bonus for helping New Japan as well. So. Well, but look what it led to. Now you're ensconced here in AEW sure. in a very huge role on the show. I, um, and, and I'll just get this out of the way. for Listen, here's the things that I'm, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that I'm responsible for Kenny Omega being a great video gamer. I'm not. I'm not here to tell you that, that I'm responsible for Kenny Omega being kind to animals. I'm not, even though I, I support that. Here's the things I'm responsible for. Bottom line is he asked me to come to New Japan and help him with strategy, even though I was an announcer. I helped him with strategy for the Okada match. He only wins the IWGP title when I'm with him in New Japan. Because Kenny needs someone like me to make the difficult decisions because he doesn't like to upset. He's a people pleaser. There's nothing worse than a people pleaser. A people Ugh, pleaser is a disgusting. weak person. So we won. And I say we. We won the IWGP title from Okada. Then Jericho Omega at the Tokyo Dome. That was me. Did that for him. Changed the world. Then he's in AEW. You and I used to talk about it. Kenny's not quite like what's happening when I was in impact and he and, and you guys were here it was like why isn't Kenny on top like I know why you're on top right. but why isn't Kenny also on top and the issue was he lacked guidance and I said you know what I, I I'm gonna talk to him so Kenny and I would talk frequently and, and I said do you need me to come there like what do you want to do and he's like I said I, I'm an executive vice president with impact wrestling like I can't just come there but I can come and hang out and try to support you, which I did, which turned into, well, geez, you know, could you do commentary for my match with Hangman Page, which he won? Yes. What am I going to do with John Moxley? John Moxley's a killer. Mm -hmm. I came up with a strategy that won us the All Elite Wrestling Heavyweight Wrestling World Championship. My strategy. We ran out of there. We changed the business. We won the AAA title. We won the Impact title. I did all of that. And then... He just beat Will Ospreay in one of the best matches anyone's ever seen in January at the Tokyo Dome. Who put the strategy together for that? A lot of people thought he wouldn't win. He did. And now he's going to go against Will Ospreay at the Forbidden Door without that strategy. And without you. Without me. 100% without me. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal... And when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Well, before we get there, one second. Takesha, let me ask you a question. We're going to talk about your career as well, but... Besides, over the last couple of weeks, what is your opinion of Kenny Omega as a pro wrestler? Yeah, so Kenny Omega was in DDT Pro Wrestling mm -hmm. about 
10 years ago. Yeah, so he was my mentor、ah. in DDT.、Okay. Always, after much,、uh, many advice, and、uh, yeah, he said, You can be a big star, big wrestler. So I believe that his advice. So I think I can become now a big step, big step.、Uh, I feel big step, but he was not DDT wrestler. He was New Japan,、mm-hmm. then AW.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, little I was sad. Yeah.、Ah. I thought always he's mentor, my mentor. But not, not. Yeah, so then I was growing up always in DDT in 10 years. But I thought he stopped his growing up style. So,、ah. you know, so、oh, okay, DDT, New Japan, AW, what are you doing now? Ah, so what you're saying is that in the time you were in DDT, When you were growing up, you're getting better. You're、yes. improving. You think Kenny got to a certain point and then stopped improving, stopped、yes. getting better. Yes.、Ah. So I thought now I can beat him anytime. Okay. Yeah. So let's go back to Don. And that's the great point that Takeshi just made because this kind of ties into what you and I have spoken about this in meetings、uh, before all this happened. What led you after this huge history of Kenny Omega, both from a family standpoint? You talked to his mother, Marla, Marla and you've helped guide him to the IWGP Championship、mm-hmm. and the AEW Championship.、Mm-hmm. What happened, man? What, what made you turn on, on, on your nephew? Your, people, your lifelong people, nephew, people, man? People like、uh, simplifications. I'm very angry at myself that I allowed this to happen because I always said, I've said this before. That I never wanted children because I knew there would come a time that, as all parents have that moment where you look at your child and you realize that they're a colossal disappointment and you're disgusted with them and you just have to move on. Yeah. I didn't want to have that.、Right. And, but I thought with Kenny I wouldn't because he was so special athletically. Yeah. His athleticism matched my brain power. And I thought, when you meld those two things together, then. You can beat anyone. You can have it all. And we did for a period of time. It wasn't one thing, it was an accumulation. It was being with him in a hospital for a year by his side, waiting for him to get better. And then finally, we come back, and, and I had a plan in place where we were going to challenge for the AW World Championship in the first two months. He's Kenny Omega. He doesn't have rust. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was we're going to come out to a country western song. With the Young Bucks, and、In、we're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to do, do a trios match. And, it, you know, I mean, it's kind of like I, I remember Lex Luger saying, you know, if you have a Lamborghini, you know, you can use it to drive to Walmart every day and you can get dents in it. It's still called a Lamborghini, but it's not the same sports car. And you still got to pay the, pay the nut on it every month. That to me is what he was doing. He would, we had a Lamborghini and we we're wasting it. For him to be, all he cares about is his friends. Kenny is very close with the Bucks and Hangman Page. That's very nice, Chris. I'm very close with you. But I would not put my. I'd stab you in the back in a second、yeah. to get ahead. We understand that about each other.、Yeah. It, we support each other 100%.、Yeah. But if it's you or me, it's me yeah, and yeah, the other way yeah, around. Yeah, I'd, I'd,、uh, I'd take he, the knife he, out of my back and wish he, you the best. 
Kenny is not wired like that. Yeah. And the reality is the Bucks are a generational tag team, but compared to Kenny Omega or to Takeshita, they're insects. They're nothing. They're a great tag team, but they're not Kenny Omega, what he was when he was with me. And then with more time off, and then we go to Tokyo, and that was the last time I saw the real Kenny Omega. Yeah, when the we Osprey beat Will match. Ospreay, gotcha. The Osprey match. And I said, okay, you just beat Will Osprey. What are we going to do? Let's get the world title back. Guess what? Best of seven trios. And, I, and Chris, you have to understand, you know how I operate. I don't have a lot of patience. And I'm having to deal with the young bucks and all of the blather that comes with that and, and all of those insecurities and this very weird... You ever had a friend who was in a relationship with a girl or a guy... And when they're away from that relationship, they're great. Yeah. But when they're around that person, they become this codependent, yes. weak little cuck. And that's exactly what I saw Kenny becoming when he was with the Young Bucks. You know what I never have to beg Takeshita to do? Wrestle. Right. Work out. Takeshita doesn't say, I can't wrestle today. I can't work out today because I'm going to Rancho Cucamonga to play video games with my buddies. Right. So God bless them. They can have a lovely life together. But what's going to be exposed now and why I did what I did was to show the world there's Kenny Omega and then there's Kenny Omega with Don Callis. And the Kenny Omega without Don Callis is not the same Kenny Omega. The real God of pro wrestling in this relationship was actually me because what does God do, Chris? He creates. I created everything for Kenny Omega. And why did I do something as heinous as they say as stab him in the face? Because if it were anything less than that, he would have come crawling back to me, saying, I need you, I need you, please come back. I had to do something where there would be a clean break to protect my own emotions, because this has been very hard on me. This is, as you know, the only family I've known for 25 years, and it's been destroyed. So I learned a lesson. They say you can't choose your family, Chris. I'm fixing to choose mine, I've already started. The Don Callis family starts with this guy, Takeshita, because he is a stud athlete. He passes the eye test, 6'3", 240. Yes. He was a competitive decathlete. That means 10 events for your listeners. He didn't have to be good at one thing like Kenny was at hockey. He had to be good at 10 things. He was an Olympic-level decathlete. That's the kind of athlete he is. Look at him. Looks like a rock star. He's the type of guy who walks into his room and his dick's already been there for two minutes. You know, He's a <laughs> stud. This is a stud athlete. And this is the new Kenny Omega. This is the future, right here. And Kenny destroyed my family? I'll build a new family, a bigger, better family that won't screw me and stab me in the back like Kenny and the Bucks did. So, Takeshita, Don has been kind of following you and, 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 and courting you and scouting you for many months. He's been trying to get you to be with him and be on his side. What did you think, and we'll talk about some of your other matches in AEW, but where, when you were in AEW, we, we saw you at one point tell Renee Paquette that maybe it's time for you to go back to Japan. Mm-hmm. You weren't happy with, you're happy with your matches, but not the match result. You're losing yep. this match and losing that match. And you wanted to go back to Japan. What were you feeling? Why did you want to go back to Japan? Why, why were you frustrated? My goal in AEW, so of course I want to get the AEW World Championship. And uh, always I focus AEW International Championship. 
But my goal is, to be honest, I beat legendary wrestlers. Ah, you want to be legendary, you know? yeah. Yeah. You want to beat them or you want to be? Beat. Beat, which, which then would make you be a legendary wrestler. Sorry, right? But right beat. now you want to beat Yeah, them. of yeah. course. I, I thought if I stayed in Japan, maybe I can't be legendary wrestler. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Always, I want to be a legendary wrestler, and I want to beat legendary wrestler, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, I trust him. Don't. Yeah. I fight for him, always. Thank you. And, and that's, you know me, Chris. When, I'm, when I was committed to Kenny, I was committed to Kenny. And I'm committed to this kid because he is at a stage at, at a, in his 20s that Kenny Omega didn't hit till he was in his early 30s. So we're already ahead of the game. There is a reason it wasn't well reported. Takeshita, who tore up Pro Wrestling Gorilla uh, this January, I, I was actually there. flew to the Tokyo Dome, won the match against Will Ospreay for Kenny, and then skipped New Year's Dash to fly back to Los Angeles on the red eye to be there to scout him at Pro Wrestling Gorilla, to show him how serious. I left... Kenny Omega, the god of pro wrestling, I left him in Japan to go and scout him. And that caused a lot of problems. And that what I did there, Chris, was I gave the Bucks something that they could say to Kenny against me. And I know they did it because, because they're, they are backstabbers and worms. manipulators. They're worms. They're insects. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean, we're, you're joking around with me, but it, I'm but, not. But, but they, I think I like the Bucks. You know, they are what they are. They're very selfish. They're very entitled. Yeah. He's not entitled. He has respect, Japanese style. I like that. But he just said something very interesting. It shows how smart he is. He decided on his own, I need to come to the U.S. if I want to become a legendary wrestler. He decided. And I think that that work ethic that Takeshita has is why he made a mistake, and we talked about this. He wrestled six times in two days at PWG, then wrestled Danielson on 24 hours rest. That's a mistake. That's a mistake that my wrestlers would never make because I wouldn't allow it. And he still almost beat the great Brian Danielson. So this guy is the real deal. And I'm telling you, within the, I've told him, within the next 12 months, this is going to be a world champion. I guarantee that because I see it. And, and the only issue that we have right now, and Takeshita and I have talked about it, the elite are out to destroy Takeshita. They are out to end his career. This is the buzz that I hear Takeshita in the dressing room. And there's four of them and there's two of us. And, you know, as you know, Chris, I was a pretty great wrestler back in the day. But those days are gone. I'm, I'm not a physical guy. I almost got killed on this show a few months ago by, by John Moxley. So I am the, the elite have left me no choice but to build up a family that can protect Takeshita, to protect this asset... Because the elite are all about four on one. They're, they're, I've heard the plans to attack Takesh. Didn't get rid of them. And to try to bury us is not going to happen. There's a lot of people who want what Don Callis provides to wrestlers. And you're going to see that in the next few weeks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
couple of things you, you you brought up that I want to go back to. You mentioned, and you've kind of said this, but let's let's get right to it and directly answer this. You said you won the match against Will Osprey for Kenny Omega. Yeah. How did you do that? Kenny, like a lot of great uh, athletes and even singers and artists, Prince Michael Jackson. I often compared Kenny to Michael Jackson. You have many times to you. Incredibly talented. Michael Jackson, one day he writes Billie Jean, and the next day bubbles the chimp shits on the floor and someone's got to clean it up. That's life with Kenny Omega for Don Callis. So Kenny's brilliant, but Kenny also gets in his own head like a lot of top-level athletes and performers. And that's why he needed me there. I feel very strongly in saying that had I not been there, he never would have beaten Osprey. Osprey's younger. Osprey is as athletic as Kenny. I think Kenny, in some ways, is a little smarter than Will because Kenny knew he needed me to win that match. Will Osprey lost that match in the press conference, if you go back and watch it. I got in Will Osprey's head. I got in Will Osprey's head. And I still remember the day that Takeshita signed with me. It was, it was raining, Chris. And you know why it was raining? It's the gods were crying in Japan that Takeshita left. But we'll be back. We'll go back. I like Japan. We'll go back. We'll beat everyone there too. Because guess what he's better than? Better than Ricky Dozan. Better than Inoki. Better than Maeda. Better than Alan Koich. I'll even say that. And he's better than Okada. And he's better than Naito. He's better than all those guys you beat over there. And most importantly, we're going to find out in our own time, Chris, he's also better than Kenny Omega. That's it. What was it about Takeshita that you that you saw? Because because Takeshita's been in, in AEW for better part of a year, maybe a little longer. I remember we saw you a couple of times before. You've been talking with Takeshita since since day one. Yep. To the it's point the first night I talked to you first. To the, yeah, to the point where he was almost getting like a little bit overbearing. We're like, what's Takeshita? What's the I was like, dude, I don't know. I agree, mm-hmm. but I don't write the f- show. Yeah. You saw something in him months and months and months and months ago. What did you see? Same thing I saw in Kenny Omega when he was a young 13-year-old kid rolling around the ring. I saw something special. You know me. I, I don't know three-quarters of the wrestlers that we work with. I have no idea. They don't talk to anybody in the hallways. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I essentially have, like, blinders on, and then if I see something that I think is special, my eyes open up, and it's 2020. It was like that with Kenny, and it was like that the first time I saw him. It was a much harder road with him because I don't even know the kid. I don't know. He speaks English. I didn't even know that at the start. I'm like, how do I communicate with him? Kenny, I had a family relationship. So what I saw, frankly, was a a bigger, more athletic version of Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's 6'1", he's 6'3". Kenny Omega's 223, he's almost 240, you know? Kenny Omega was great at one sport. He was great at 10. And I'm like, I, I didn't immediately think I'm going to replace Kenny with him. I thought... Well, great scenario is Takeshita joins the elite. I brought him into the elite. And you would think that the people in that group would thank me because it's like, man, we, we're in a war. We got this kid. He's a stud. But no one was happy. And if you look at the video that happened after he saved them with my help, they all look irritated. Well, the Bucks didn't like the idea that someone from Japan and him and Kenny are having... St- discussions in Japanese, the Bucks feel left out, all oh, their feelings are hurt. Kenny's threatened because, oh, now all of a sudden it's like, you're, you're an only child, I'm an only child, Chris. I remember my dad said, 
do you want us to adopt a little brother for you? And I said, no. <laughs> no, I want all my stuff to myself. And you were probably the same way, yeah, right? <laughs> Kenny was like an only child, and I was bringing home a younger brother, and he's like, no, I'm not going to play with him. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to protect my spot. So it was a very uncomfortable situation. Takesh is a very respectful young guy. And it was difficult for him to not understand why his former mentor treated him with such a lack of respect. And again, Kenny's in a toxic relationship with the Young Bucks and Hangman Page, and it colors everything he does. Everything. To guess that Don mentioned that you were great at 10 sports. Is that true? Yes. Many, that many, many sports? Yeah, so uh, when I was a child, I started to wrestling. Amateur wrestling, and uh, then I was a shot put player. Wow. And, uh, you know, Decathlon. Decathlon is track yeah. and field. Yeah, almost. Play, yeah. One, yeah. Yeah. So then I represent in Japan, Olympic player, junior Olympic player. Yeah. But my goal was become wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not Olympic, Olympic wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Pro so, wrestler. yeah, pro wrestler. Yeah, four pros for, yeah, always. Why, why did you train with DDT and not with New Japan? Ah, uh, yeah, good question. So when I was a child, so I always, I want to become a red professor. So I don't know English name. So Japanese styles uh, have to send profile. A profile? A profile like for company. Ah. Yeah, you know, so when I was a child, about 12 years old, many, many sent, sending. Called an application. Yeah. Like sending applications to all the companies to try yeah. and get a look. New Japan, Old Japan, NOAA, DDT, Osaka Pro Wrestling, okay. uh, many, many sent, but I was 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Not selected. So Not selected, yeah. But responsible. Uh, response only DDT. Oh, okay. You become a wrestler in DDT when you are 15 years old. 15 ah, years old. Okay. Okay. I trust you. Ah. Yeah. Then I pass the test uh, in DDT. Then I become yeah. Ah, so they were the only DDT. ones that responded to you. So then you had loyalty to DDT. Yes. Yes. Here's the thing, Chris, and you you've been around top Japanese wrestlers all your career. Many, many guys you've known. How rare is it to see a Japanese wrestler who is built like Takeshita? It's very rare. Takeshita, Takeshita looks, he's got like a physique almost like, you know, remember we used to joke about how Lance Storm didn't really have to work out because he had a small yeah. waist, big shoulders, yeah. big broad back. That's what Takeshita had. Genetically, he's a superior athlete to Almost everyone in wrestling, mm -hmm. he just hasn't had a chance to show it on the sort of platform that he needs. And there's going to be no more, oh, let's have him wrestle eight times in one week. No, 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 no. He is going to become the biggest attraction in AEW, and he is going to become known in the short term for being the guy who destroyed Kenny Omega and the Elite. And then after that, he'll come on to become the greatest AEW world champion of all time, with all due respect to you. I do remember first seeing you, Takeshita. I think it was during the, the, the lockdown in Jacksonville. Yes. Did you come for a couple matches? Yes. Were you on loan from DDT? Or? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, alone, yeah. 
I remember I thought you were a bigger, better looking version of Okada. He yes. has that vibe. You More know? athletic than Okada, yeah, too. Yeah, and yeah. I, mean, I think Okada's great. And I've studied Okada. Okada is a nice guy. I've studied him. And he's a great wrestler. But it's kind of like in the NFL draft. It's like you can't teach speed. You can't teach athleticism. And as great as Okada is, he's not the athlete that Takeshita is. Takeshita is a great wrestler, of course. So is Okada. A lot of guys are great wrestlers. But he takes the great wrestling with the genetics and the athleticism. And now with the guidance, it's going to prove to be an unbeatable team. And, you know, Chris, they say, Hillary Clinton said one time, never thought we'd be quoting her on this show, but (laughs) it takes a village. Remember that? Yeah. Well, with me, it takes a family. And we're going to build a family so that Takeshita can truly achieve all of his dreams here in AEW. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So let's talk about kind of the uh, the courting process, shall we say, because you uh, went out of your way to try and impress Takeshita. People have compared it to Don King and Mike Tyson. That's not something that I, I like to hear, but... But yeah, I mean, we had some fun, right? I mean, we're in L.A., you know, I mean, I get tickets to everything, of course, from Mr. Barry. And so, um, you know, we were, we went one night, we went to a Clippers game. The next night, we're at a Kings game because Takeshita told me, never been to a hockey game, never been to a basketball game. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even at that moment, Chris, about me trying to woo him or court him. It was just about me going like, I can make a young man's dreams come true. And that was super cool. And I enjoyed that. And then... Uh, well, hold on a second, because you guys had matching jerseys. We did. At those games. Oh, yeah. so, so Takeshi, what did you think of your first uh, basketball game and your first hockey game? Your dreams came true that <laughs> night. Remember I told you Chris's dad played for the LA Kings, too. Yeah, I made yeah, sure I mentioned thank that. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did, did you enjoy? The, the big <laughs> American hockey and basketball? Yeah, so always a fast time I was enjoyed a basketball, hockey game. Yeah, so he's my father in America. Oh, he's your father in America. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's that's. A, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Did you buy him some popcorn at the game? And a, a, uh, we 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 had everything in the suite. Oh, that's true. That's they, right. They yeah, yeah. they catered everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, yeah, you, you he don't go in jam pop. I remember I was actually in the stands and I looking up at you in the suite. You didn't yeah. look back though. Well, <laughs> you didn't wave. I don't back, think that but, happened. But yeah. but listen. We had fun, and, and it was a, there was a really cool organic thing because what, what happened at the time was I had media following me in L.A. because I had just left the Tokyo Dome show, and I had not commented yet publicly on, on Kenny and Will Ospreay. So I had these like paparazzi, annoying guys following me around, and one day, and, and, and it, they never aired it because we blocked it, but I was waiting for my car to be brought around, which was not one of my better ones. It was an Audi R8, but as a Lambo engine, which I like. Convertible and it, and they the valet brought it around as Takeshita was coming out of the hotel, and uh, I he he liked the car. A young guy likes convertible. I said, "Hey, you ever driven one of these?" No. I said, "Take it for a drive." I gave him the keys and we went for a drive. Went down to Rodeo Drive, all over. Oh, that was fun, right? Yeah. He drives like a maniac. And here's the thing: we're <laughs> driving 
uh, on the freeway, he's doing 90 miles an hour. <laughs> and I realized in Japan, they drive on the other side of the right. road. And I'm going, why did I let myself, you know, but that was the commitment. So we had, so all of that was not about me recruiting him as much as it was about me going, look, got to have some fun in life. Sure. You know, Kenny doesn't work hard enough. He works too hard. So I try to dial it back. Well, what about when you went to the Robertson and Melrose and the, the avenue, the, the big avenues downtown LA? You know, it, we went to Rodeo Drive and went to some, some pretty expensive stores and we dropped, we dropped, dropped a little bit of money, right? Yeah. You some stuff he liked. Yeah, yeah. And it was great. And it was a cool, it's just cool for me, as jaded as I am, to see a young guy enjoying. And of course, I made sure to tell everyone, this is the next Kenny Omega. Yep. And, you know, I, I don't know that that went over that well, because I think Kenny was a little sensitive that I had left him in Japan to go scout to Keshta. But then after that, I mean, I just really tried to not do too hard a sell, just be there and go, hey, you want to talk? You want to, yeah. whatever. The reality is... Not too hard, so the kid's got a diamond-encrusted Rolex there. Well, he worked, geez, Louise. The, well, he, he earned that. And I mean, because listen, it was a bit... For him to, to side with me against his former mentor, Kenny Omega, that took balls. That took something Kenny Omega hasn't had for a long time. The Young Bucks have Kenny's balls somewhere in, in one of their, in their suitcases. I don't know where. Sneaker, sneaker collection. Sneaker box somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That took real balls for him. At a time when he's relocating to the U.S. and dealing with all the cultural barriers, dealing with contract negotiations, he turned on his mentor because he knew what was right for him. And I respect that because his goal is to be the best, the best ever. He wants to beat all the legendary wrestlers. Should be everybody's goal. And we're going to do it. But you know what? But Chris, sadly, it's not everyone's goal anymore. And I think I've tried to impart some of that old school thinking of, this is a selfish me business. Yeah. And I'm not in the Don Callis business right now. I'm in the Takeshita business. And the best way that I think we can reset the plate around here is for us to beat Kenny Omega and destroy the elite. And I'm going to do that. We are going to do that. And at the end of the day, Takeshita's going to be standing over Kenny, probably with a world title in his hand. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't want to see anything terrible happened to Kenny on a personal level. Professionally, I want to destroy him to prove a point. But look, I talked at the Golden Sheik's funeral. I'll speak at Kenny's funeral as well. If Kenny's dad, Lance, or his mother, Marla, call me crying about Kenny like they have many, many times the last few months, I'll still take those calls, Chris. So it's not personal at that level. But listen, Kenny Omega is the reason why all this happened. There's a little bit of a misconception that you're the master. Kenny Omega did this to himself. Had he not taken his eye off the prize, like you said, and sided more with his friends than his own career, we might not be sitting here right now. Listen, Chris, you know better than anyone else, we all only have so many matches That's right. at a certain level. That's okay? right. I'm sure you would have loved to have you know, gone and hung out in Calgary and, and wrestled tag matches with Lance Storm in front of 300 people for shits and giggles. But you were too professional to ever do that. Yeah. You didn't let your feelings get in the way of business. That's what Kenny has done with his dalliances with the Young Bucks. We went to Winnipeg, Manitoba. I'm going to ask Takesh about this. Mm. I pitched Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Couldn't get the match. You know why? Mm -hmm. Trios. Yep. So me, Danny, and Sammy had to beat his stupid ass. But still, no singles match. Kenny's in a trio. What are you talking about? Yeah, this you, is Kenny Omega. You, 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 have, you have a one-shot chance to give those people in Winnipeg something special. But Kenny doesn't care about the people in Winnipeg. 
He only cares about himself and the young bucks. That's all he cares about. So Takeshita, tell me what your reaction when you get to Winnipeg and you mm-hmm. go through customs yep. and you walk out the door yep. into the baggage area. And yes. what, do you, what do you see? <laughs> Japanese drum. Buh, 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 buh. Welcome to Winnipeg. He said, don't say it. Yeah. Good experience, right? He had yeah. flowers for him. And- well, well, listen, I, I'm a guy who's very culturally aware. I'm a citizen of the world. So, of course... If there's one ceremonial Japanese drummer in Canada that's the absolute best, I'm going to fly that guy in from Montreal, which is what I did, and I'm going to have him in full costume beating that drum. And you know what I had to do? I had to use my celebrity status in order to let the RCMP allow me to have a drummer in an airport because an airport is a federally regulated area. You can't just bring a rock band and start playing. Of course, of course. But he deserved that because... With all the welcome to Winnipeg for me and for Kenny, I thought he deserved something similar because... Well, yeah. And, and to, to, to have Akira Takasaki, one of the, maybe the best, like you said, Japanese drummer... Phenomenal. ...in Canada, world-renowned. I mean, that's, that's, he, that's he, not easy to do. Akira's a, Akira's in, a in, busy in, guy. In demand. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't easy. Uh, but he's a big Takeshita guy now. Well, we may see him again. I think perhaps that when Takeshita finally has a match with Kenny... And we're going to destroy Kenny. I think maybe we have the drummer again to drum him down to the ring. I think it's also a mind game because Kenny thinks because he's bilingual in Japan that he's some something special in Japan. The reality is that in Japan, Takeshita is much more revered than Kenny Omega. Sure. So I would actually love to have that match in Japan, but I really want to have it here in AEW. So the fans here who have been sold a bill of goods, the same fans who won't let me tell the story that you've allowed me to, to tell, that they can see firsthand. They won't like it, but they're going to say Don Callis was right all along. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's talk about two major incidents. The first one being the, the cage match with Mox and Kenny, the night that you that you drew your line in the sand and really made made your intentions known. Talk about that because you did hit Kenny in the head with the screwdriver, causing him to lose that big match. Uh, a grueling match after they even had fallen through the cage to the floor outside to where you were. Kind of talk about that night. Had you, had you predetermined this or was it a split decision? I'm going to do this now. I do very little in the moment. My problem has always been with the IQ that I have. And I recently talked about, you know, I, I had my IQ mentioned or uh, measured most recently about eight years ago. Uh, and it was 172, which is beyond, beyond genius level. And it was actually, I did it in Singapore right after I ran the Singapore Marathon on a 15-hour jet lag, and I was hungover. So probably the real score is a little higher, so I was a little fuzzy. Um, part of the problem with having an IQ like I have, Chris, is that I'm always thinking future tense, future tense, 10, 20 steps in advance. So I had known that this moment was coming for a few months, and I thought, this needs to happen on the biggest stage so Kenny fully understands. And I love the poetry of 
it was me that cost John Moxley his match with Kenny when we won the AW World Title. I love that it was me that cost Kenny his cage match against John Moxley. I'm not friends with John Moxley. You're not going to see John Moxley and I He's hang, a hanging out at a TGI Fridays or something. Hey, let weekend. me just say this: both of us have massive scars on our head mm -hmm. because of John Moxley. Yep, John Moxley is an animal. Yeah, but he's also someone who's very simple to understand. He loves to hurt people. Yeah. He loves to go 100 miles an hour, and he loves to wrestle. That's it. It's simple. It's the scorpion and the frog. He is the scorpion. He's going to sting someone no matter what happens. And so it was very simple for me. I mean, I didn't talk to Moxley before any of that happened. I wouldn't, wouldn't even know how to approach John Moxley. But I know what John Moxley is, and I knew that when I stabbed Kenny in the forehead and I locked eyes with Moxley for a split second, he was like, okay. And he rolled over and he pinned him and he embarrassed him. So that was in the works for a while and it shocked the wrestling world. People couldn't believe it happened. I had a problem getting out of the building that night. I didn't leave the building till about 3.30 in the morning to be perfectly blunt about it. Weren't you worried about Kenny coming to attack you after? I mean, did he, did he try to contact you at all, attempt to, to get in touch I shut with you? My, I shut my phone off. I shut my phone off. And to be honest, um, like I knew there was going to be fallout. And so I had taken some steps. I have some friends in Windsor and I have some friends in Detroit um, who made sure there was a place in the facility where I could go. And I also knew what Kenny would do. He, he would go and he would be emotionally wrecked by this in the short term. And he probably wasn't going to get angry till the next day, which is I understand what happened. So he huddled with the young bucks and they all cried and commiserated about what a horrible person. Oh, we were right all along. Uncle Don's an, a, an asshole. Um, meanwhile, you know, it seems, Chris, like I have a habit of shocking the wrestling world. I've done it multiple times and I just did it That's again. That's true. At this point in time, and you might not want to give away your tricks here, but was Takeshita already in the know? Because then the next thing I want to talk about, of course, is Blood and Guts. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, not Blood and Guts. Uh, uh, Anarchy at the Arena. Yeah. Uh, recently at Double Nothing Las Vegas, when Takeshita finally pulled the trigger on his own uh, allegiance with you. Uh, when in Detroit for the cage match, did you have any type of indication? Did Takeshita know at this point that you were together, or were you still building the plan? You know, Chris, I mean, I think it's safe to say that, again, I, I do things long term. Yeah. Did I burden him with all of the, the emotional stuff with Kenny and I? No, because that's, that's not what I do to the guys that I'm, I'm working with. I think Takeshita had had a chance because he'd been in the elite for a few weeks at that point. I brought him in. He saved those guys. Yeah. He had his own flavor of what it's like to be the odd man out in the elite and to not be in that buck's inner circle. And I remember we had a conversation that they say never meet your heroes. I think, Takeshita, you had that moment with how Kenny was treating you behind the scenes. So without getting into too much detail, I'll say I think it was a pretty easy decision for Takeshita to do what he did at Anarchy in the Arena based on how the Bucks and Kenny and Hangman Page treated him. And how were they treating you? How were they acting towards you before mm -hmm. Anarchy in the Arena? Mm. Were they talking down to you? Were they talking to you like, like you were a young boy? Yeah. Young boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. So, Kenny, it's simple for me. I want to wrestle Kenny Omega. Yeah, as soon as possible. I want to just sort of generate as soon as possible. Yeah, I can do that now, right now. Mm. 
Yeah, it's very simple. So you didn't like being partners with the elite? You didn't feel they were giving you any respect? Yeah. I, I don't like the elite. I didn't like the elite because they had no fighting spirit in the match. They had good sport, good moves only. Yeah. The important things in wrestling, I think, fighting spirits is important. They have no uh, fighting spirit. You're very right. So how did it feel at Anarchy in the Arena when you have the mask on and you cause them to lose, then you take the mask off and people boo? Yep. What was your feeling? Yeah, so I, li I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Many people, uh, of course, uh, I take off the mask, boo, and next week, me and Don, promo in the ring, super booing, boo. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I felt that, yeah. Now, once again, this is why you requested this private conversation today, because people are drowning you out with the boos. It's become kind of the, 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 the cool thing to do. Obviously not fair to you because you've got a lot to say. I think you've said a lot of it here right now. Do you expect them to continue to boo, me the way, boo you the way they are? It, it's very easy for me to predict. It's like if you have an ant farm at home and you're studying the insects and how they run around and they feed themselves and they all run after the queen or they all go down into the nest. After a couple of days, it's very simple to figure out. Wrestling fans for me are like insects in the sense that they're very predictable. They, they love Kenny Omega. They absolutely love Kenny. They hate me. They always have. Even when I was with Kenny and they loved Kenny, they still hated that he was with me. So I'm used to getting that sort of reaction. No one talks about me getting bullied by fans online. No one talks about me getting called horrible names you know, I had to expl I explain a couple of them to kids. What did they mean by, I can't even say it on your podcast. And I said, well, they said this. deleted. Yeah. Terrible. So that's what they're going to do. And I, I did warn Takeshita. I said, you're going to get a lot of heat from fans because of me. But it's okay because we're true to what our goal is. And our goal is to beat Kenny Omega. As he, as he said, better than I could. It's very simple for him. He wants to wrestle Kenny Omega as soon as possible and prove that he can beat him. I love that. Mm -hmm. There's beauty in that simplicity. And the great thing is, Chris, that I am going to make sure that it happens. But it's also the, the, the concept of pro wrestling. You know, it's the pro wrestling business, not the pro wrestling friendness. You, I was taught that from day one. Wait, you mean, the, you mean this isn't all about hanging out with your friends and shooting stupid videos? With, yeah, you, with, yeah. your, with your jobber hangers on. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this as we start to wind down here. Yep. This has been amazing, by the way. We've talked about this, but what was that like for you, being the invisible hand, one of the smartest men in pro wrestling history, when you were regulated to jobber hanger on? Michael Nakazawa, Brendan Cutler, Don Callis. You're walking out there like you're one of the oddities, mm -hmm. uh, one of the, the wacky group of characters. Mm -hmm. It was disgusting to me. I... I knew that I was never going to get through to Kenny about the Bucks when I had the Michael Nakazawa. And I like Nakazawa's a good guy. But I had the discussion with Kenny. I said, you're the god of pro wrestling. Why is he, I understand why he has a job, but why is he coming out on television with us? He serves no purpose. I said, he's cheapening you 
And I said, by the way, the Bucks and Cutler are cheapening you. You can't be the god of pro wrestling and be part of a clown car. And Kenny is a people pleaser. He's mentally weak, physically very talented and strong, mentally weak. He didn't want to upset Nakazawa. When, when you are such a pathetically weak person that you're worried about upsetting the hanger-on? The lowest of the low? Yes. He, he, he's not even... I would call him Ralphus, but that would be doing Ralphus a disservice, Chris. Absolutely. So I knew what I was up against when... And of course, I'm out there. And then with the new entrance, with the terrible music that they Kansas, come out carry on wayward terrible. son country western you said none of those guys have ever listened to a country western song it's such a <laughs> duplicitous it's, it's more joke. classic rock than country and then western. it's like oh well we have this new pyro so now it's not safe for you to come out with kenny and the bucks so you and knock and cutler oh. are going to come out and i'm just like this is like god walking out with the three stooges this is what it became and you and i talked about it briefly because i wasn't happy about it but it's, it's an embarrassment. And it is that mental weakness that is going to lead my family with Takeshita and myself and other family members to come. It's what's going to lead us to destroying the elite and wiping them off of the face of wrestling. You're seeing a little bit of it with the Blackpool Combat Club. The elite get involved in a match that they're not well suited for. This is not, that wasn't an athletic contest that just happened in Las Vegas. The Bucks have ever been in a street fight? Never. Give me a break. They've been in a fight in their life. And that's going to all become even more evident. If there's anything left of the elite after the BCC get done with them, the Don Callis family is going to clean up the mess. Now, you've dropped a lot of uh, clues in the ground here, so let me pick up a few of them. You're saying now that you are ha- going to expand the Don Callis family. I have no choice for our own personal safety. Because the elite have made it clear from, from rumors and things that I hear in the dressing room that I pay a lot of people here, as you know. And so I get information, right? Our buddy, Dr. Luther, is a backstage guy. I've known him longer than I've known you. Yeah. You don't think I hear things, Chris? They're looking to destroy us because we embarrassed Kenny Omega. I have no choice for my own protection, for the protection of his stellar career that's going to take place under me, that we have to have at least even numbers, to combat this. That's only fair. And here's the thing. I had a family with one member in it, Kenny Omega, and it blew up in my face. I will not put that, put myself in that situation ever again. I'm going to have a big family. I'm going to have multiple family members. And you know, they're not just going to be anybody. They're going to be the types of athletes that are like him, that are on the same level or higher than Kenny Omega. And we're going to take care of business. And that's how this is going to go. Because, again, this is not the friend business, Chris, as you said. This is the wrestling business. This is a results business. Something the elite chose not to pay attention to. To catch the last question for you, what is your mindset now? What are you thinking that now you are with Don Callis and you have these, these guys that are coming to try and beat you? Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega. What is your overall thought about what you want to do to all of these guys in the elite? Yeah. First, very simple. I want to wrestle them. Young Bucks, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega. Make up the match and I destroy them. It's very simple, very quickly. Yeah, I can beat them 
very simple. Mm. So, but do you remember that? So last year, nobody knows for me, yeah. to me in America, only Japan. Yeah. Now, oh, you are Konosuke Takeshita. Now I became little, little, little. Yeah, no. Now become, I'm ready to superstar. Okay, I'm ready. Last, last year, I, I'm alone. Long wolf, you know, so now I get my partner, Don Caris. Don, uh, last question for you. What do you want to basically warn Kenny, warn the Bucks? Uh, what's your final statement? Because obviously you're very disappointed in all of them, but I think most importantly, <laughs> Kenny Omega. He's the, let you down. Yeah, the Bucks are exactly what I always knew they were, and I kind of had been able to control that. I think right now, Kenny Omega, he would never admit it because Kenny's a proud guy, but I think Kenny's got to be scared. Scared because he knows what I'm capable of firsthand because he and I did it together. Kenny's scared of what's going to happen when he's in the ring with Takeshita, and he's scared of the Don Callis family. That's all you got to say. Chris, I've been in the, in the business, in this business of writing history. I've done it a few times. Did it once with you with the Tokyo Dome. Takeshita and I, and this family are going to do it again. So when we sit down with you six months from now and Kenny Omega is no longer in this wrestling company, we're going to have a lot to talk about. And eight months from now, when he's the world champion, we have a lot to talk about too. Maybe we'll book Takeshita Jericho on AEW. That would change the world too. What do you think? Stab you in your back. Oh, I know. Turn your left. I know. I know some things about him, I'll tell you, Takeshita. <laughs> I appreciate this, uh, this time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, personal, Chris. Private time. Thank you. Give me something in Japanese. What do you do to Kenny Omega in Japanese? Kenny Omega will always be able to do it. Hi. Hi.